I'm Elizabeth. I'm Natalie. And this is Simplicity Beckons Podcast. Listen in as we pursue living intentionally by editing out the things that distract, inhibit, or diminish the very best things in this life. Because we believe in redeeming the beauty of every day and discovering the joy that can be found when you narrow your focus to what really matters. Join the conversation. Because Simplicity Beckons. I am so excited to introduce our guest today on Simplicity Beckons. Um, She is a mom of two and a grandmother of five, and she has worked in the school system for many, many years, along with working with um, special in special education. And most importantly, she is my mom. So this is Pam Alexander, and I cannot wait to have the opportunity just to chat with her today and to hear her heart and to be able to talk through motherhood with the best mom I know, my mom. So welcome, mom. Hey, Natalie. I'm so excited we get to do this. Um, I know. I Before we started this, we were just talking we often get to just like have our cup of coffee together over FaceTime and just kind of talk. So it feels like it's just another day getting to do that. So it's a lot of fun. Yes. Although I guess the only difference is I don't have a crazy toddler in the background demanding <laughs> for grandma's attention. <laughs> Normally he's like bouncing all over the place. <laughs> so there has been this meme going around on, I saw it on Instagram first, but then I saw it on Facebook later. And I don't even know if you've seen it, mom, but it's this picture. It's like actually this funny like Renaissance painting. I'll try to post it in the show notes, but it is this Renaissance painting of children outside and it says, let them be bored. And the first time I saw it, it really like stood out to me because I was like, huh, I, that feels very like countercultural right now, but I really agree with that. And I know in our upbringing, you did a good job as a mom of enabling us the opportunity to be bored without us realizing it. But then on the flip side, I distinctly remember, and we have already been doing this in our household, we were not allowed to say I'm bored. Those were like bad words growing (laughs) up. And you did not let us get away with that. And that has like stuck. And now those are like bad words in my house. So my toddler's not allowed to say that. So I was hoping today we could kind of just maybe talk through the idea of boredom and childhood, which feels like an oxymoron as I'm saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's something that today's like young parent and moms in my age and stage, we need to hear more about and we need to be um, maybe just guided by older women that have gone there and been there and done it. And just, we have a lot we can learn from your generation. So before we get too far into it, why do you think it's important for a child to be bored? And I guess, like, do you think it impacts learning and play and like, why, why boredom? Well, I think it's interesting that we do have a negative, um, connotation with boredom. And I think we can flip it over and find the positive because there are so many positives to a child being bored. Um, I think in boredom, a child can learn to take initiative when they have free time. They Mm -hmm. can learn to um, fail at some things. They can try things out and see if if it's going to work or not work. I think one of the greatest advantages to a child being bored is they learn to solve problems. 
They figure things out, what works and doesn't work. It gives them a chance to build some confidence. They learn their limits. They learn to take risks. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of learning to be quiet and hmm. learning to think. Maybe just um, laying in the backyard and watching the clouds. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, boredom, I really believe, can lead to a happy childhood. Yeah, and I think... Those are so great. And when I'm thinking of boredom and listening to you talk, I think it's important to differentiate being bored as an right. active activity, not as a passive right. activity. Because I think in right. today's day and age of screens, it's often easy for us to think of a bored child as one that's just sitting in front of a screen. Right, right. And I would I would say this. I just jotted down a couple notes to to help some young parents right now with this idea of boredom. And I would give like, um, I have like three or four little, little bullets here that talk about ways to make your boredom with your child a little more intentional. So I would say that um, you don't micromanage their time. Don't micromanage every minute. Don't have them in camps every week of the summer. Don't put them in every VBS in the city. Just give them time to be children and to not have all their time micromanaged. Um, I would definitely, like you just mentioned, Natalie, I would detox the technology, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. It looks different in every single family, but whatever works for you and whatever your children need, start that in the summer. It's a great time to do it. We um, are finishing our first week with no screens. Okay. And, <laughs> and hearing you say that, like, I just want to like encourage like moms, if you're in the trenches right now and you have relied on screens, like it has honestly been easier than I thought. I think we were really intimidated before we did this. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through a week without any screens. And we did. And now he doesn't ask for it. And it's easy. And he in the morning mm -hmm. comes up and he goes and plays. And mm -hmm. it has been like so healthy. We have needed that in our house. I think that's just a really, I think summer's the best time to start that too, because my, my, next, my next piece would be get outdoors, mm. get in the backyard, and if you don't have a backyard, get to a park or a pool or a creek or somewhere where they can be outside. If you if you take the screens away, replace it with something, you know, give them that um, that great outdoor adventure that childhood thrives in it. Every childhood thrives in it. I think one of the keys to this intentional time of of this this boredom piece is um being really supportive of it as a parent, mm -hmm. really, really leaning into it. It's a good, good thing when they have time. It just is. Yeah, that's a good point. I know for me, it's easy to like feel mom guilt when I like walk by the living room and I just see Graham like laying on the floor in the corner, staring out the yeah. window. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't fit because like part of me is like, oh, I need to jump in and like engage and I need to mm -hmm. like throw all these things at him and help him figure out but it's like nope just like keep moving he's doing yeah. fine he'll, he'll figure it out and sure enough normally that's when he like finds a ladybug in the carpet or like something right. really random right. that he plays with for an hour right right I think it's important to see that like give children time to think their own thoughts and to figure mm -hmm. things out and then you're going to have these amazing questions at night when you sit down and start talking to them they're just going to have questions about everything 
as you know, with Graham. <laughs> oh, good night. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Um, we now officially have no question hours where he's not allowed to ask questions. Oh, Actually, oh, this morning, no. literally this morning, I came downstairs and I'm making my coffee, getting breakfast. And mornings are hard because everyone wants to eat at once. Like the kids uh-huh. demand it. The pets demand it. I want my coffee. I'm tired. And as I'm getting him situated and he's sitting in the living room listening to his stories, he goes, Mom, I just need you to come back in here because I have questions I need to ask today. And I was like, oh, great. Let me get my coffee. And here we go. I know that season seems hard, but it'll pass. It'll pass. But (sighs) but the the best thing about them having free time is what I'm going to call it now. Mm. I'm going to call this free time where it's unstructured and they get to figure things out. Um, It gives you a chance and this is this is a something I've read somewhere where you get to be their imagination coach. You just get to coach their imagination. You get to start things for them. And um, I know in our family, you know what I mean when I say play starters, <laughs> because I had a list of things that uh, just practical things that I had for you girls that I call play starters that would just get you started. And then I could get in the background and slip away and you guys would play for hours. And it was unstructured time that you had to fill in. That's a great point because it helps the parent remember that it's still an active thing. This isn't passive. Right. It's not just leaving your child alone in a room. It's creating an environment where they can be quote unquote bored or in this like unstructured free time, like you said, Uh and still have something to do. I remember one of my favorite things, and I actually, I almost pulled it out. I think Graham's almost to the age where we can do this, is you used to save growing up, you wouldn't throw out the old cereal boxes or old food boxes or cans or anything. And you would give them to me and help me set up like a little grocery store. And I remember I would play for hours with that. And that's amazing because that, I mean, that was in essence, just trash. Like that was going to go in the trash can. And that was like provided for hours of entertainment. Everyone has that. That's like an easy thing. That's free. does not cost money. And you can do. Yeah, and you know what? Everyone's recycling now, so it's pretty easy to go out to the yeah. recycle bin. Seriously, go to your neighbor's out. recycling bin. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's sky's the limit with that one. Well, I thought of of several of the things that were just highlights when you all were growing up. Some of the play starters we had. We had um, orphans. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you girls love to play orphans, and, <laughs> and it only involved some raggedy old clothes and some dirt on your faces. Uh, you guys played school, pet rescue, hospital. That was a fun one. That's where I took an old white sheet and ripped up strips and gave you piles of strips and most important, red food coloring and red washable markers. (laughs) And you guys would find sticks for crutches and you would start all these bandages and blood and everything. And you would play for hours. You'd play hospital. Some of the other things, oh, one particular thing that stood out to me when you think of free time with children was when our other daughter had a lot of free time and she um, had a pet turtle (laughs) (laughs) and um, she decided she was going to take her pet turtle on a walk around our block and our block was about a half mile 
And it was a time where my eyes and ears were always on the neighborhood, but we did allow you girls to go around the block without um, supervision. So she wanted to take her turtle on a walk and I did not discourage it. I was rather interested in what was going to happen. But <laughs> she sat down and spent a good amount of time making a little leash for this turtle. And it had um, a little harness and it had a leash. And, and I, watched, I watched her and she let the turtle take three little turtle steps. And then she would pick the turtle up and take 10 large girl yes. steps. Yeah. And it took her probably close to an hour to get around the block, but she did it. And I thought of that the other day and I thought that just taught her so many things. Mm. And, uh, and, and it gave our family a pretty great story. <laughs> and all of those place starters, my memories, they were all outside. So if we were right. like going through our Annie phase and wanting to be mm-hmm. orphans and pretend to be Annie, mm-hmm. we were doing that outside and we were doing right. hospital outside and and I know for us it, we were in South Carolina so we always pretty much always had weather that we could be outside but right I think even if it's cold and it's the winter like bundle them up mm-hmm. and get them outside they mm-hmm. can do it mm-hmm. or rainy there's, there's inside things I remember when um you all wanted to play mall, shopping mall. So I saved all the shoe boxes and we made the corners of the living room a mall. And we had like a pretzel stand here and we had a shoe store here and we had, and you guys just played and played and played. So I think it's important for parents to realize they can start something and then back off. Let mm. it take its course because that's where a lot of learning and a lot of creative play comes in. That's where imaginations, I could have never thought of walking your turtle around the block, <laughs> but, but a child could, and you never know what your children are going to come up with. And all of these ideas, they're simple things. Like you didn't mm-hmm. have to go to the store and spend $50 no. on this big fancy toy. You just found no. stuff around your house and right. made it happen. Right. Even for pirates, I remember going through dad's old shirts and thinking, oh, I can cut fringe on the bottom of these shirts and you can tie them up and we can find an old bandana and you can make a patch. And what about some big hoop earrings? And you were pirates. It was just, it's easy to do. Did you find that the longer you were a parent and the longer you came up with these ideas it became easier because you just kind of had them in your back pocket. Would you save all this stuff? I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, actually we had an amazing dress up box and, and I still have it down in our RV garage, but I just kept all the stuff in two places. One was the dress up box. And, and I want to throw out this little rule that we had that I think is important. When we played dress up and you guys had friends over or neighborhood kids in the yard you were only allowed to put things over your clothes. Mm. That was just a safety thing. I'm just throwing that out there. You, we had to dress over what we had. Um, but I had a dress-up box, and then we had an art cupboard, which was down low in the kitchen, and it was just full of all kinds. Everything I could not throw away, I put in the art cupboard, and that was a free-for-all at any time for you kids. You could go in there at any time. I saw the fruits of that idea actually yesterday was the first time ever on his own. Graham went to, I have a little um, similar thing set up in our house with just all the craft supplies. And on his own, he got paper and the colored pencils and just sat down and like colored for a good, like 30 Mm -hmm. minutes without me having to do Mm -hmm. anything. 
And it yeah. was like, oh, this is great. Like he just needs to know where to find stuff and then he will go initiate on his own. Right, right. And if you're not the creative parent, you know what? Just copy from your parent from your friends that are. Just mm. copy things. Just have things. Just don't say, I'm not that creative parent. Just say, I'm going to have these things for my kids and let's see what they do with it. You know, you'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then on the flip side, don't feel like you have to be the perfect parent. Cause I know for me, sometimes if I don't have ideas, I like jump to Pinterest and then it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, like Mm -hmm. outrageous, like Mm -hmm. expectations. Like, I think it's good to remember. It's just simple things that you have. It's just like manipulating them in ways that encourages play. Right. Right. I agree. Totally. Oh, this is so good. It's amazing how much I have forgotten about my own childhood. Like, I feel like you've given me so many ideas of like, oh, I need to go do this, this, and this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you are a grandma and a parent. For the younger generations and moms that we just feel like the days are long and it is so like we live now, I just feel like in this culture of like this fast paced, like everything is just distracted and we're on our phones mm-hmm. and screens and right. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, go, 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 go. What advice would you have for us? Or maybe think of it as what do you wish you could tell your younger self when you were a mom going through it? Well, what I heard the most when I was a young mom was don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard a lot. And I don't know if that's, that's a cliche that goes around now, but I would say to the, to young parents now to make the big stuff big, Hmm. So I would say that making the big stuff big is about your personal walk with the Lord. That's making the big stuff big. It's making his presence known in your life and in your home. It's um, ways that you can surround yourself with godly friends, a good church, a small group, being in worship. Those are the big stuff. That's the big stuff for me um, that I would that I would tell you to do that you, as you walk with him and parent parent your children, it, it feels like a hard season, but it goes fast. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it really does. Um, I think of a verse in Colossians 1, 10, 11, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So I say that... Um, Knowing the Bible is important. You need to have some throwaway stuff. Don't miss the opportunities when um, after it rains and and your child is down looking at a slug, you know, and talking about it and so excited over the slug. Have those throwaway comments about God and creation and the Bible Mm -hmm. and intelligent design. Have those on the ready. So know the Bible and and take care of your walk with the Lord um, and surround yourself with good godly friends and a good church. That's what I would say it means for me to make the big stuff big. And really, don't sweat the small stuff. (laughs) That's so good because the big stuff, that is the big stuff. It's not the big Disney World trip. No. It's what is actually important and keeps us Mm -hmm. heaven focused. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find out that most of the work you're doing right now, you're not going to actually see the fruit until they're in their 20s. I'll just throw that out there. It will be much later when you're going to see actual real fruit of this, the seeds that you sowed and the seeds during those free time, that time that we're going to call the boredom and free time, those seeds that are planted, they really, really, really teach 
children a lot. It, mm. uh, it really does. So, so I would say embrace those times, be a little intentional about it. Don't micromanage every minute, help them to, um, help them to see the wonder and awe of everything God has given us. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's good to be reminded of the not micromanaging. Right. I know I'm guilty of that and feeling like we have to like helicopter it all right. instead just right. like step back. Right. Step and back. sometimes it really and truly, uh, we all have the same goal. We want our kids to be playing so we can have some little time to ourselves, <laughs> you know? So do, do, just think about play starters. Think about things that would work for your kids and your family. There's, there's so many outside of just those few little things I mentioned. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing these. I think it was such a like perfectly timed opportunity to have this conversation because it is in the middle of the summer and it's not necessarily the beginning of the summer. I feel like at the beginning of the summer, you're so excited and you start your routine of going to the pool and doing all the things. And it's right about now that things kind of start to feel mundane and it's like you're right. running out of creative juices. Right. So hopefully that can give some good ideas for people right. of things to do and ways, whether that's on the weekend, if you work or if it's mm -hmm. every day in and day out, mm -hmm. like just ways mm -hmm. to help your kids. I don't know, be bored. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I will address this too. If your children are in a daycare because you have a job, it's fine when they come home to not have anything for them to do, mm. you know, just let them be, just let them unwind like you want to unwind. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Because I know when I was working and had people watching Graham, when I saw him, I felt like I almost had to make up for lost time. Right. Was, I would just like, almost like, th like th throw extra things at them. Right. Instead of just like being present. Right. Right. Very true, Natalie. Yeah, that's a good point. One last thing before we finish up. Do you have any other suggestions for when we hear the dreaded words? And I have been hearing them in our house now because Graham is old enough to know what it means of I'm bored. So I know for us, one consequence is if he says that, I give him a chore to do. How, how, how would you handle that when kids say I'm bored? Well, and then on the negative side, I did do that. I did give y'all chores, um, extra chores when they said I'm bored. But I think as you move along in this process and you start showing them that free time and boredom is actually a really fun, good thing. You're not going to hear it as much. Mm. You're going to hear it less and less. But at the beginning, you're right. We didn't allow you all to say that I'm bored. Um, we just wanted you to find things to do that were productive and fun and creative and taught you initiative and problem solving and determination and, and fun, just plain mm. fun. Just plain fun. Well, this was fun. <laughs> Thanks for spending the morning with me and letting us kind of broadcast what our normal, I feel like this is a pretty yeah. normal morning chat. It really now, was. Now everyone else gets to hear in on it too. So yeah. I know I have learned so much from you and I am just so glad that God has given you as my mom. And mom. I really hope that other people were able just to kind of glean and learn some tips from you today too. Right. 
Right. Right. And be encouraged. Those seeds you're planting, look at Natalie. <laughs> oh, don't know. And look to the Lord. It was the Lord's yeah. work. It really was the Lord's work. But uh, yeah, you just look at your children. The Lord, the Lord, you plant and water and the Lord actually cultivates it. 